0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, as the pandemic has continued to impact so many cities, we have seen big cities impacted by various businesses having to shut down restaurants at the top of that list. And as those locations have shut down, that has made it harder for people drawn to living in an urban environment to live there. That has seen people leaving cities for the suburbs which is impacting the growth of people living in urban areas in recent years so what does this mean for the future of this pattern jesse hanbury assistant professor in the real estate department at the wharton school joins us with more on that jesse thanks for your time today
1: thanks for having me
0: so uh, howard kind of laid this out and i i think it's interesting to make this linkage when you talk about all the different businesses that are in big cities and how people who live in these urban areas really rely on them, and not having them available has really seen a or has led to a shift of some people leaving cities and going back to the suburbs.
1: Yeah, well, one of the the really persistent features of downtowns in the U.S. is the, the availability of um, non-tradable services, restaurants, bars. Um, you know, people often have smaller footprint homes. Um, uh, they live in the city, and uh, if you live in an apartment, you're going to be more likely outsourcing a lot of your, you know, your home production. So you're going to be more likely to eat at a restaurant or work out at a gym. Uh, you know, do things like that and take advantage. And you are you know, take advantage slash rely on these services.
0: Well, you had done research. Ah, uh, looking back at the move to a more urban environment, looking back from the years 2000 to 2010. But overall, kind of the growth of people wanting to live in urban areas really has has increased over the last couple of decades significantly.
1: Yeah, well, with some work to, um Victor Couture, um, who's now at UBC, we've been looking over the past, um, you know, eight or so years in research, you know, tracking and thinking about the role of you know, increasing tastes for these non-tradable services and how that, you know, the fact that, you know, households are more likely to delay having kids, that they're living differently these days. They have more to higher disposable income. Um, the households tend, people tend to be, uh, you know, looking to spend more at restaurants to, uh, you know, go to a soul cycle class, to live in a way that's outside of their home, And so that has, over the past 20 or so years, Pulled, made downtowns more attractive, um, uh, for, um, particularly for the college-educated and for, for young people. And, uh, you know, that draw right, has essentially been totally stopped in the past year
0: the 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 path in general though over the last uh, decade or two has really been a benefit for a lot of our bigger cities philadelphia being one new york chicago you can run down the list when you think about the extra revenue that is coming in from these people living in these cities who may not normally would have been there
1: yeah i mean revenue for businesses but also um there's been you know driving up rents you've heard a lot about gentrification um, as cities have been changing and becoming um, you know, more attractive for higher-income people to live in. And as there's more higher-income people moving into downtown, you have more of these businesses opening up. And sort of there's this um, feedback effect that you get, um, which has been really you know, feeding off itself and making downtowns um, improve over the past you know, 20 or so years. But unfortunately that feedback effect, you know, to some extent, you know, does also work in reverse. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we might have a bit of that over the next year or so.
0: So how much concern should there be? Do you think of the fact that, uh, you've got a lot of businesses in these, in these urban areas, uh, and, and, and many of them may have had to shut down for good, uh, that loss of service, Uh, Certainly, I would think when you're talking about in an area where somebody lives in a big city, if you lose a lot of those services, it could mean people leaving and maybe not ever coming back.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question on uh, whether people might not come back. For sure, um, once the uncertainty is resolved... I expect these businesses to uh, – maybe not existing businesses to reopen, but new businesses to open in their place. Um, I don't think that, as I mentioned, you know the density of these businesses in downtown is a really persistent feature um, of uh, the spatial distribution of cities. And uh, so I don't expect um, this to reverse that trend. I expect – um, new businesses to, to open up in you know old businesses place however I do think that people who might be uh, you know leaving now some of them uh, might be leaving permanently those would have been people who perhaps would have left in a year or two anyway so we might see a bit of a a year or two um, where people have accelerated their moves to the suburbs you know You have kids who are about to be in high school, for example, and so you want to move to a good school district, those types of moves. But I think, you know, once the businesses are back up and running and the uncertainty is, um, the demand's been resolved, you'll see, uh, you know, the traditional, uh, you know, college graduates come in to fill in the ranks um, behind those families that maybe have accelerated the moves
0: out, out to the suburbs. So could we see, you expect that we're going to see a shift in terms of the demographic that may be filling in a lot of these spots in urban areas?
1: It's definitely possible that, you know, I think it's possible that you will have a short-term shift in the demographic um, to bit to skew, you know, slightly younger um, for a few years. But I do think this is, you know, it's not going to be uh, dramatic, and it's not going to be a reversal of uh, the trends we've been seeing, you know, over the past ten or so years.
0: Right, because one of the trends things, I, kind of, kind of anecdotally that I, I, I've heard Jesse is and seen is uh, more people that are closer to the end of their career. Uh, thinking about getting into retirement, deciding, you know what, my kids have have grown up. They've got their own lives. They've got their own homes. Why do I need to have the big house? And a lot of people in their 50s and 60s have moved into urban areas in in the last decade or so. And I'm I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on that particular demographic and how they could be impacted by this.
1: Yeah, so we looked into this um, in our research, in the data, and at least you know, up to 2010, 2014. Although there, there are a lot of anecdotes of, uh, you know, empty nesters moving back downtown, um, it turns out in the data that's not a really, you know, large trend. The magnitude of that shift is actually pretty small. What you have seen more of are these empty nesters, not necessarily moving to the centres of cities, but moving to more urban areas like suburb, you know suburbs okay. so think of uh, you know multi-family uh, units that are in the maybe the same area where they lived previously or nearby mm-hmm. but just in a more dense um dense part of it um but for those who did uh, move uh, you know downtown into cities you know life. you know my in-laws are living in downtown baltimore and life is pretty dull um <laughs> at the moment so uh, um I wouldn't be surprised if a decent number have been moving out to, you know, to the suburbs to live you know, near their grandkids and things like that. Um, those moves could, uh, you know, could also slow down over the next few years if there's greater fear, particularly of the disease amongst and living in dense areas amongst the older population.
0: Jesse, thanks very much for your time. Uh, stay safe and look forward to talking to you again. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Jesse Hanbury, assistant professor in the real estate department at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.